episode 101, Fired from My Dream Job on the Social Workers Rise podcast. Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. It is your host, Catherine, here. This week, we are talking about how I was fired from my dream job. And I share this with you because my goal with this podcast is really to change the narrative of the social work industry. And a lot of times that narrative may be that Uh, that it's your fault, that you should have all the answers. As a new social worker, that's just impossible. And I see so many times where organizations gaslight new employees into thinking, you did something wrong, you are at fault here, and now it's time that you leave. When in actuality, that's just how the systems are set up, and they know it. They know it. It's just easier to blame you than to blame a system that is just set up completely wrong from the beginning, and that just may be how they operate. So with this podcast episode, I'm hoping that if you resonate with any part of it, that you are able to look at your own situation and see, man, is this a place that I really want to work? Is this where I want to give my energy? Is this where I want to spend my time? Is this where I want to dedicate 40 hours a week for the next couple months, for the next couple years, and really, you know, what is going to be best for you. So you're going to hear my story about what happened. I'm going to review and point out the toxic traits of the workplace. And lastly, I'm just going to give a quick overview on when it may be time for you to consider leaving your employer, whether you have loved them or hate them since you've been there. It's important to know this information because I do want you to know that you are never stuck. You have valuable skill sets that are in high, high demand right now. So we're going to hop into this episode right after this ad from our sponsor, The Rise Directory. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Rise Directory, a national directory of clinical supervisors who are dedicated to helping the next generation of clinical social workers grow in their clinical skills. The link is in the show notes. Check it out and tell every clinical supervisor you know about this directory. Hello and welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. It is your host, Catherine here. I know that we have a lot of new listeners, and if that is you, thank you so much for being here. A little bit about me and why I started this podcast. I am a licensed clinical social worker based out of Southern California, 
My background is primarily within medical social work. So since 2015, I've worked in different medical settings as a social worker, including hospice, palliative care, hospital, ER, outpatient. So a lot of different settings within medical social work. Now I also do this podcast, the Social Workers Rise podcast. I have very small, limited availability for career coaching and counseling. And I also have created a couple different courses specifically for social workers. One is the Clinical Essentials for the Future Therapist. And the other one is the Pulsed Basics for Medical Social Workers. And my goal really is to support and nurture new social workers because our burnout rate is just unacceptable. And I know that we need additional support for new social workers because when you come out of grad school, it's like sink or swim, right? Grad school is so supportive. You have teachers who are just, you know, very compassionate and supportive. And then you graduate and they're like, bye, Felicia. That's it. No more support, no more nothing. Maybe if you have a good alumni association, I don't know. But a lot of times that's just the capacity that the colleges have. And so I kind of see it as up to us, up to the social work community to nurture and really help the next generation of social workers come in because this feels rough and it can be lonely. It can be isolating. Um, Today, I wanted to share with you the story of when I got fired from my dream job and I'm grateful for it. I am so grateful that I was fired because of a couple different reasons, mostly being because it was a toxic work environment. And I didn't realize it. I was just so gung-ho, like, this is my dream job. Yes, I landed it. I'm so good. I'm going to succeed. Failure is not an option. And that's what I would tell myself, right? <laughs> so, so here's what happened. I have, I've always had a heart for macro work, for big scale, like change, right? So during grad school, I had gotten hired as a grant writer and I was so excited. I had never done grant writing before. So I was really open and eager to learn about how this part of the industry works. And so I was hired. I was really excited, but there wasn't really any training or very much onboarding. I just, you know, started working with the organization and my boss just told me, you know, figure it out. And that grant writing is common sense. And so there's no need for me to go to any trainings or anything extra to develop my skills around this. So I'm like, okay, uh, there's the lack of support, right? Uh, Not very much support there. And um, whenever I did submit work to my boss, I wasn't really sure what they were looking for because everything I submitted would be wrong. And I apparently didn't have common sense because I couldn't read their minds as far as what they wanted. So there was just some unrealistic expectations and there was a lack of clarity around what they expected from me. But 
I was still in grad school. I'm not going to let this get me down, right? I'm going to push through. I'm a fighter. I'm resilient. You are not going to break me. (laughs) So I did the best I could. I mean, with the lack of training, with the lack of support, with the lack of direction, I did the best that I could for about six months. And one day my boss called me in and, and said, you know, it's just not working out anymore. And I, I was, I said, what do you, I was so confused. I said, what do you mean? It's, it's not working out. I mean, what, this was a complete shock to me, a complete surprise. And they said, well, none of your grants are getting funded. And I said, well, yeah, because the grants have a nine to 12 month turnaround. So I'm not expecting to hear back from them until nine to 12 months. It's only been three or four, right? Because I I was only employed there for like four to six months. It wasn't very long. And they just said, well, it's just not working out. So I was heartbroken. I felt like a failure. It took everything in me not to cry during that meeting. Um, but I'm sure, I'm, I don't think I was very, very good at hiding my emotions, which is a good thing. I'm not complaining about it, but it doesn't go very far when you're trying to act strong, um, in front of your jerk boss who just fired you. So I, I went back and, um, and this is kind of how, how much the job was actually getting to me. I went into the job feeling very optimistic, very hopeful, very energized. And during the that short period of time, I began to notice changes within my own personality, within my own self-talk, within my self-confidence, within my confidence in my clinical skills to the point where I was in my evaluation with my current boss and she's very supportive, very sweet, very, very nurturing, very great, right? Everything that you want in a social work boss. And she was giving me my evaluation feedback, telling me, okay, you're doing this really good. You're doing that. Like I see a lot of um, improvement and growth in this. Like overall, you're doing really, really great. And I started crying. I kid you not. I started crying in this really amazing like evaluation. And she's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What what happened? And I just, I just said, it's just so validating and reassuring that I don't suck as a social worker. (laughs) And it had gotten to the point where I really felt like I wasn't doing a good job. Felt like I was dumb. I felt like I should have known better, right? Should quote. Um, and it was, it was really a traumatic experience to the point where my husband even saw the changes in my personality too, that I was just so much less confident and, and dreading going to work. I was intimidated by my boss and like scared, nervous, not wanting to talk to them because I didn't know how they were going to respond. You know, what kind of mood are they going to be in today? And so when I got fired, I, I felt like a failure. I felt like there was something wrong with me that I couldn't hack it. I wasn't good enough because that is kind of the, the messages that I had received. But now stepping away from that experience, I realize it's not me. It's just how that company operates. That's just what they do, right? They likely hire people for a short period of time to crank out a bunch of grants 
and then fire them so that they don't they can get the grant money, but they don't have to pay someone to be there all the time, um, which it would have been helpful to know <laughs> that it was a temporary position. But, you know, that's just how they do business. And I, I can look back and recognize a lot of the toxic traits of that work environment. And here are some of the toxic traits that you should be aware of. They weren't all present for me, but you can see that some of them will be. And some of them might be present for you too, because they are unfortunately common within social work. Hey, it's Catherine here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. We're going to take a quick break to listen to these ads from our sponsors. If you're planning to take the BBS Law and Ethics exam, the ASWB Master's or Clinical Licensure exam, or if you're studying for the MFT exam, then you need a proven program that can help you understand the exam questions and pass with confidence. If this is you, I highly recommend the Therapist Development Center. I personally use TDC to pass my law and ethics and clinical exams and found the program provided me with everything I needed to pass with confidence. TDC's program integrates various ways of learning in an organized fashion containing all of the information you need to pass without the overwhelm. And now, bonus, TDC is also offering a library of continuing education courses that fulfill your license renewal requirements and will support you in your career development. If this sounds like something that you need, visit their website, therapistdevelopmentcenter.com and use the code SWRISE10 at checkout to receive 10% off any of their CE courses including their brand new course, On the Edge of Life, An Introduction to Suicidality. You can also check out the link in the show notes. So one is unrealistic expectations. You are expected to get 12 hours of work done in an eight-hour span of time and not take any overtime, right? That's unrealistic. Long work hours, working more than the eight hours a day, or even being expected to provide intense psychotherapy for a long period of time. For example, when I was asked to do eight hours of therapy a day, oh my gosh, I, I would just cry because I was just so mentally and physically exhausted. So long work hours. If there's unethical practices, that can also lead to, all of these can lead to burnout, but unethical practices really, if you feel like what your work is asking you to do does not align with what you feel is right, then that could really, really get to you. And it could lead to moral distress where you feel like you are violating your own ethical moral code. Um, another uh, red flag of a toxic environment is a lack of support. That you don't have that community. You don't feel like you have someone to talk to or, or to bounce ideas off of microaggressions. So I was constantly getting feedback that I just wasn't good enough. I was dumb. I didn't know what I was doing. So those are microaggressions. And that can look different in all sorts of different settings, depending on who you are too. Um, a, a lack of trauma-informed policy and procedures where they're just, they're just all about the business, right? And they're not understanding of how being exposed to trauma on an ongoing basis could affect their staff 
and that we need extra time. Like we need those mental health days. We need that space between clients, um, especially when we're being exposed to high trauma environment stories, um, really heavy emotional things. Um, and the other red flag is if they have a high staff turnover, and that can be something that you ask to, you know, what is your staff turnover? So take those and do with them what you will, but make sure that if you are feeling like you're in a toxic work environment, talk to somebody about it, start exploring your options, see what else is out there. You are never stuck. Social workers are in extremely high demand right now. So you really don't need to feel like you're stuck in a certain position with a certain population, with a certain company. Even if it's your dream job, it doesn't mean that you can't go and do that same job somewhere else. It could just be that organization. And just know you're not a quitter when you are doing things that are benefiting you. It would be extremely detrimental if I would have stayed there for a long time. And who knows how long it would have taken me to recover to realize the truth about myself that I'm not dumb. I am talented. I, I'm open to learning. But if you don't provide those opportunities, then, you know, then I'm kind of stuck, right? Same thing for you. There are those opportunities. There are a lot of organizations out there. Um, you know, go on there and look. And I would even venture to never stop looking. Always be open to new opportunities that come your way. There is no time frame for this. If you have a job and you realize it's a toxic, toxic environment, there is no minimum time frame that you need to stay. Don't feel pressured to stay for any amount of time. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones and what you need to do to be the best possible person that you can be because there is a place for you. There is an organization out there that is going to nurture you and be able to really foster the best of who you are. And this brings me to my last point about when is it time to leave your job? And this is whether you are in a toxic environment or not. Even if you have completely loved your organization for the past year, for the past five years, whatever it may be, sometimes there just comes a point in our life when it's time to leave, when our needs change, when we are just ready for new growth. And that is really your first cue is, are you growing in your current position? Are you learning new things? Are you continuing to expand your skill set? Are there different trainings you're going to? Are there different conversations you're having with different clients? Or is there the opportunity to advance? Are there promotional opportunities? A lot of times in organizations, there is not because there's smaller organizations and that's just how it's set up. It's no fault of theirs, no fault of yours. It is what it is. So if you are no longer growing in your skill set and you want to be, because I will acknowledge sometimes it just feels good to go to work, have a relatively easy day, you know how to problem solve for your clients, you know, you're in and out, you get it, you know the resources, boom, you're done and you just go home and relax. If that makes you happy, this is not for you. Stay there, be happy. If you're happy with your salary, happy with your team, awesome. Stay there. 
But if you are not and you've been thinking to yourself, oh, is this all there is? Is there anything else out there? Or you're feeling bored or discouraged or irritable or you hold grudges against your boss for not promoting you or not giving you a raise, then I'd really, really consider, you know, if that is the right environment still for you or have your needs changed. Is it time to look for other opportunities that can facilitate career growth? And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. The other, the other way to know if it's time to leave your job is if you're actually looking for ways to avoid doing your job. <laughs> so are you just doing the bare minimum? Are you, you know, constantly trying to get out of your job, get out of your work, say, I don't want to go, I'm feeling sick, how many sick days do I have? How many vacation days do I have that I can just use to get out of it because you don't enjoy it anymore? Or it could be that you are just exhausted. You're burnt out. Maybe you even dread going to your job. That is going to show up to your coworkers, to the culture of your company, and to your clients. People can pick up on when you don't really want to be there. Even if you are the greatest actor in the world, which I know you're not because you wouldn't be in social work. You'd be in Hollywood doing movies. <laughs> so you cannot act your way out of exhaustion, burnout, or dread. Just, just start looking for ways that you can transition out of that position or out of that organization altogether. I know you have skills because you've been there already, and there's definitely work out there for you. The other time that it's the other hint, right, or red flag, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, is uh, when you start developing some bad habits. So if you are in a job that is not the best for you, you may start to drink, use drugs, get crunk on the weekends more than you should, get crunk on the weekdays more than you should, and you had never done that before, or if you did, you were responsible about it, but now you're starting to develop some bad habits, and this is even a change to your personality, right? Which I experienced a change to my personality. I was way more irritable. I was sad. I was feeling much less confident, and it I really wasn't the best version of myself that I could have been because I was spending, you know, 40 hours a week at this place that was detrimental to my mental and my physical health. So if you're starting to develop bad habits, if the cost of you staying in that job is your mental or physical health, then it is way too expensive. Get out of there ASAP. Start looking for other employment opportunities because you're just going to become unhealthy. It's going to continue to spiral until you just don't even recognize who you are anymore. And I don't want that for you. I know that you are an amazing, amazing person. And if this workplace is really impacting that, then do it for yourself, do it for your friends, for your family, and start looking for a different job. There is no shame in that. And the other place, the other, the last point that I'll make to this of when it's time to leave your job is if your workplace has just become unhealthy or just overall toxic, right? Maybe it was good. Maybe when you first started there, it was awesome. 
But over time, you just realize or you encounter new people or different people that are not nice to you. Maybe they're insulting or you don't feel safe. You don't feel like you can trust the people that you work with. You feel like there is is gossip going on that could get you in trouble or gossip that might be hurtful or even just the way that people act towards you if you're different or if they're different and they just don't even know how to handle that. You don't need to put up with this. You deserve better. You don't need to put up with this. So that is it. If you got anything away from this episode, I would love it if you shared it on social media. A little quick tip, reminder, something to keep in mind for the people who follow you because you never know who's watching and you never know who that quick tip might influence and might help. Uh, you can even tag me. I'm on Instagram at Social Workers Rise. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect. And I look forward to talking with you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved it, please open up your iTunes, tap the five stars, and leave a short note on why you love listening to the Social Workers Rise podcast. Also, if you want to share it on social media, I absolutely love it. You have me fangirling all over you. Take a screenshot and share it and tag me at Social Workers Rise on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, just want to leave a little bit of legal disclosure here that the information, opinions, and recommendations presented in the Social Workers Rise podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done so at your own risk. This podcast should not be used in place of professional advice, therapy, or clinical supervision. And with that, my friends, I'll talk to you next week.